Chapters twenty five through twenty seven of Irenaeus Against Heresies, Book two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marian Martin. Irenaeus Against Heresies, Book two. Translated by Alexander Roberts and William H. Rombo. Chapter twenty five god is not to be sought after by means of letters syllables and numbers necessity of humility in such investigations one if any one however say in reply to these things what then is it a meaningless and accidental thing that the positions of names and the election of the apostles and the working of the lord and the arrangement of created things are what they are we answer them certainly not but with great wisdom and diligence all things have clearly been made by god fitted and prepared for their special purposes and his word formed both things ancient and those belonging to the latest times and men ought not to connect those things with the number thirty but to harmonize them with what actually exists or with right reason nor should they seek to prosecute inquiries respecting god by means of numbers syllables and letters for this is an uncertain mode of proceeding on account of their varied and diverse systems and because every sort of hypothesis may at the present day be in like manner devised by any one so that they can derive arguments against the truth from these very theories inasmuch as they may be turned in many different directions but on the contrary they ought to adapt the numbers themselves and those things which have been formed to the true theory lying before them for a system does not spring out of numbers but numbers from a system nor does god derive his being from things made but things made from god for all things originate from one and the same god two but since created things are various and numerous they are indeed well fitted and adapted to the whole creation yet when viewed individually are mutually opposite and inharmonious just as the sound of the lyre which consists of many and opposite notes gives rise to one unbroken melody through means of the interval which separates each one from the others the lover of truth therefore ought not to be deceived by the interval between each note nor should he imagine that one was due to one artist and author and another to another nor that one person fitted the treble another the bass and yet another the tenor strings but he should hold that one and the same person formed the whole so as to prove the judgment goodness and skill exhibited in the whole work and specimen of wisdom those too who listen to the melody or to praise and extol the artist to admire the tension of some notes to attend to the softness of others to catch the sound of others between both these extremes and to consider the special character of others so as to inquire at what each one aims and what is the cause of their variety never failing to apply our rule neither giving up the one artist nor casting off faith in the one god who formed all things nor blaspheming our creator three if however any one do not discover the cause of all those things which become objects of investigation let him reflect that man is infinitely inferior to god that he has received grace only in part and is not yet equal or similar to his maker and moreover that he cannot have experience or form a conception of all things like god but in the same proportion as he who has formed but to-day and received the beginning of his creation is inferior to him who is uncreated and who is always the same 
in that proportion is he as respects knowledge and the faculty of investigating the causes of all things inferior to him who made him for though o man art not an uncreated being nor didst thou always coexist with god as did his own word but now through his pre-eminent goodness receiving the beginning of thy creation thou dost gradually learn from the word the dispensations of god who made thee four preserve therefore the proper order of thy knowledge and do not as being ignorant of things really good seek to rise above god himself for he cannot be surpassed nor do thou seek after any one above the creator for thou wilt not discover such for thy former cannot be contained within limits nor although thou shouldest measure all this universe and pass through all his creation and consider it in all its depth and height and length wouldest thou be able to conceive of any other above the father himself for thou wilt not be able to think him fully out but indulging in trains of reflection opposed to thy nature thou wilt prove thyself foolish and if thou persevere in such a course thou wilt fall into utter madness whilst thou deemest thyself loftier and greater than thy creator and imaginest that thou canst penetrate beyond his dominions chapter twenty six knowledge puffeth up but love edifieth one it is therefore better and more profitable to belong to the simple and unlettered class and by means of love to attain to nearness to god than by imagining ourselves learned and skilful to be found among those who are blasphemous against their own god inasmuch as they conjure up another god as the father and for this reason paul exclaimed knowledge puffeth up but love edifieth not that he meant to inveigh against a true knowledge of god for in that case he would have accused himself but because he knew that some puffed up by the pretence of knowledge fall away from the love of god and imagine that they themselves are perfect for this reason that they set forth an imperfect creator with the view of putting an end to the pride which they feel on account of knowledge of this kind he says knowledge puffeth up but love edifieth now there can be no greater conceit than this than any one should imagine he is better and more perfect than he who made and fashioned him and imparted to him the breath of life and commanded this very thing into existence it is therefore better as i have said that one should have no knowledge whatever of any one reason why a single thing in creation has been made but should believe in god and continue in his love than that puffed up through knowledge of this kind he should fall away from that love which is the life of man and that he should search after no other knowledge except the knowledge of jesus christ the son of god who was crucified for us than that by subtle questions and hair-splitting expressions he should fall into impiety two for how would it be if any one gradually elated by attempts of the kind referred to should because the lord said that even the hairs of your head are all numbered set about inquiring into the number of hairs on each one's head and endeavour to search out the reason on account of which one man has so many and another so many since all have not an equal number but many thousands upon thousands are to be found with still varying numbers on this account that some have larger and others smaller heads some have bushy heads of hair others thin and others scarcely any hair at all and then those who imagine that they have discovered the number of the hairs should endeavour to apply that for the commendation of their own sect which they have conceived or again if any one should because of this expression which occurs in the gospel are not two sparrows sold for a farthing 
and not one of them falls to the ground without the will of your father take occasion to reckon up the number of sparrows caught daily whether over all the world or in some particular district and to make inquiry as to the reason of so many having been captured yesterday so many the day before and so many again on this day and should then join on the number of sparrow to his particular hypothesis would he not in that case mislead himself altogether and drive into absolute insanity those that agreed with him since men are always eager in such matters to be thought to have discovered something more extraordinary than their masters three but if any one should ask us whether every number of all the things which have been made and which are made is known to god and whether every one of these numbers has according to his providence received that special amount which it contains and on our agreeing that such is the case and acknowledging that not one of the things which have been or are or shall be made escapes the knowledge of god but that through his providence every one of them has obtained its nature and rank and number and special quantity and that nothing whatever either has been or is produced in vain or accidentally but with exceeding suitability to the purpose intended and in the exercise of transcendent knowledge and that it was an admirable and truly divine intellect which could both distinguish and bring forth the proper causes of such a system if i say any one on obtaining our adherence and consent to this should proceed to reckon up the sand and pebbles of the earth yea also the waves of the sea and the stars of heaven and should endeavour to think out the causes of the number which he imagines himself to have discovered would not his labour be in vain and would not such a man be justly declared mad and destitute of reason by all possessed of common sense and the more he occupied himself beyond others in questions of this kind and the more he imagines himself to find out beyond others styling them unskilful ignorant and animal beings because they do not enter into his so useless labour the more is he in reality insane foolish struck as it were with a thunderbolt since indeed he does in no one point own himself inferior to god but by the knowledge which he imagines himself to have discovered he changes god himself and exalts his own opinion above the greatness of the creator chapter twenty seven proper mode of interpreting parables and obscure passages of scripture one a sound mind and one which does not expose its possessor to danger and is devoted to piety and the love of truth will eagerly meditate upon those things which god has placed within the power of mankind and has subjected to our knowledge and will make advancement in acquaintance with them rendering the knowledge of them easy to him by means of daily study these things are such as fall plainly under our observation and are clearly and unambiguously in express terms set forth in the sacred scriptures and therefore the parables ought not to be adapted to ambiguous expressions for if this be not done both he who explains them will do so without danger and the parables will receive a like interpretation from all and the body of truth remains entire with a harmonious adaptation of its members and without any collision of its several parts but to apply expressions which are not clear or evident to interpretations of the parables such as every one discovers for himself as inclination leads him is absurd for in this way no one will possess the rule of truth but in accordance with the number of persons who explain the parables will be found the various systems of truth in mutual opposition to each other and setting forth antagonistic doctrines like the questions current among the gentile philosophers two 
according to this course of procedure therefore man would always be inquiring but never finding because he has rejected the very method of discovery and when the bridegroom comes he who has his lamp untrimmed and not burning with the brightness of a steady light is classed among those who obscure the interpretations of the parables forsaking him who by his plain announcements freely imparts gifts to all who come to him and is excluded from his marriage chamber since therefore the entire scriptures the prophets and the gospels can be clearly unambiguously and harmoniously understood by all although all do not believe them and since they proclaim that one only god to the exclusion of all others formed all things by his word whether visible or invisible heavenly or earthly in the water or under the earth as i have shown from the very words of scripture and since the very system of creation to which we belong testifies by what falls under our notice that one being made and governs it those persons will seem truly foolish who blind their eyes to such a clear demonstration and will not behold the light of the announcement made to them but they put fetters upon themselves and every one of them imagines by means of their obscure interpretations of the parables that he has found out a god of his own for that there is nothing whatever openly expressly and without controversy said in any part of scripture respecting the father conceived of by those who hold a contrary opinion they themselves testify when they maintain that the saviour privately taught these same things not to all but to certain only of his disciples who could comprehend them and who understood what was intended by him through means of arguments enigmas and parables they come in fine to this that they maintain there is one being who is proclaimed as god and another as father he who is set forth as such through means of parables and enigmas three but since parables admit of many interpretations what lover of truth will not acknowledge that for them to assert god is to be searched out from these while they desert what is certain indubitable and true is the part of men who eagerly throw themselves into danger and act as if destitute of reason and is not such a course of conduct not to build one's house upon a rock which is firm strong and placed in an open position but upon the shifting sand hence the overthrow of such a building is a matter of ease End of Book 2, Chapters 25 through 27